every episode of Final Space. 23 fans, storyboard artists, producers, composers, animators, designers, voice actors. Welcome to Volume 3 of the Into Final Space Podcast, hosted by Gabe Jones. We're back with another episode of Into Final Space. Today we're chatting about Season 2, Episode 6, Arachnitex. This episode brings back another favorite in the music world of Final Space. Look at us tackling all three of the Final Space composers. Andrew Goodwin is here with us today, and we're joined by our fan Trexian, Dustin Davey. Let's get into it. All right, we're on Skype today with my fan Trexian on this episode, Dustin and Andrew Goodwin is here with us, uh, one of the composers from Final Space. Thank you guys so much for being on today. How are you guys doing? Great. I'm doing good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being here. Um, let's just start with a little bit of introduction. I, I kind of said what you did, Andrew, but you want to go into what you do on Final Space? Yeah, I want to hear that. Sure. I, uh, I write music for Final Space um, along with Shelby Mary. Um, and, but as most people know, like composing, it's usually lots of people involved, which is great. The, the team aspect of it, but that's in, in a nutshell, that's what I do. <laughs> awesome. And, uh, our fan traction, of course, is Dustin. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself as a fan traction and what you do in life? <laughs> um, me as a fan traction, love the show. I love everything sci-fi anyway. I've been following Olin for since 2012 or 13. So I've been a big fan of what he does and everything and kind of caught up on some of the stuff that Andrew does. So um, in life, I I make actually I make music a little bit, too. I, I do film. I'm all into that whole realm. So. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys again for both being here. Of course, I'm just moderating this conversation. So we're just going to kick it off. And uh, Dustin, you can go ahead and throw out your first question. Cool. Well, my first question was kind of like a warm-up one. Since you've got music, at least on Spotify, dating back to like 2012, how long have you actually been making music? Or rather, like, when did you start pursuing music and why? Um, I probably... I've been playing guitar since I was about 14, um, which was in the 90s. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, it just kind of continued through college. I played in different band, had a band uh, just right at the beginning of college. And I had a band a little bit later in college for a while. And we always kind of wanted to do something. But coming from where I was in Alabama, it wasn't an option. You know, you, you went to school, you got this job, that job, you know, you, it, it, it wasn't necessarily an option. You know, there weren't a lot of people yeah. who had and been successful. And so... Um, we always just kind of did it and wanted to do it, but we're like, that's probably not going to happen, you know? <laughs> so, but I always, always wanted to just do it in some aspect. That's kind of what I realized later in life is, um, you know, even if I couldn't do this full time, if I can just do like one amazing project a year, um, and I can cover all the other bases, like working a job, the pay rent or whatever it is. Um, then that would be awesome. You know, like that would be a success for me, you know, and then hopefully totally. it would progress. I mean, I've gotten very fortunate with this opportunity. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're good. That's Long-winded, short-winded, doesn't matter to me. 
Um, I guess when, because some of the stuff that I saw on there, like one of the first things on there from like 2012 on Spotify, at least because I was checking a couple different yeah. places, um, is the soundtrack for the sci-fi series that Owen did, Pop Rocket. Mm-hmm. Can you give us any details on how that started? Maybe like, do you guys know each other? Any like information you can give us on that? Yeah, we, we actually did. Um, our band, the later one, started recording and releasing stuff in like 2007. Um, and we had done like our second album in about 2010, something like that. Um, and through a weird circumstance of events, we got in contact with Olin and he was like, hey, I like your guys music. I'll do a music video for you. And we were like, I remember on Twitter, I didn't know who he was. And I was like, oh, no, dude, sorry. We don't have much money. And our drummer was like, dude, don't tell Olin Rogers no. (laughs) So he knew he was. And then I looked it up and I was like, wow, like, it'd be great to just like meet this guy, you know, and like, this would be a great chance to meet him. Plus we get a music video, right? Um, Yeah. So that's that's how we kind of met him to there. And then like, you know, a couple months later, he was like, hey, I'm making this series. It was New Prime. And he was like, does anybody write music? And I was like, well, I like to write instrumental music. Let me let me see what I can do, you know. And I just kept sending him stuff for like huh. four episodes of that. <laughs> just didn't quit. <laughs> like, you know, like not much of it got used, but like I just kept sending him stuff. And then eventually on um, when he did the Mega Man short right after that, he, he actually like fully asked me to do it, you know, and I did it and it was awesome. And I loved it. And then so after that came Pop Rocket. Um, when it came time to do that, you know, I was already had already kind of sort of done two projects with him, and he was like, "Hey, you know this guy," you know, um, yeah, how it kind of built up like that. That's pretty cool. So it was like a thing in the works, at least, like bit by bit. Yeah, yeah, That's essentially, cool. like me, you know, it's somebody just doing something that you like, even if it's you know whatever level it may be on. You know, even better if it's on kind of your level, and you guys can kind of grow together you know, yeah. get better at, at your sides and, um, you know, enjoy the process. Cause that's what we always disliked it. <laughs> we just had a yeah. great time working with each other. And that, yeah. you know, I was like, I, I was like, I don't even care. Like you, like I said, I don't care that I'm not making some huge film or whatever. It's like, it's just fun doing this, you know? So, um, you know, amazingly some fantastic stuff has come out of that. Um, true. Yeah. But, that's awesome. Just doing what you, you like to do and, reaching out and just getting to do it eventually <laughs> yeah essentially it kind of like you know there you it's not putting a time limit on yourself it's just like i mean in my case i'd kind of decided i was like this is what i want to do for the rest of my life in some form so it's like i'm just gonna try to find people that i enjoy working with and i like their work and just keep working with them and hopefully eventually that will come to something you know um yeah which is a pretty easy style you know building relationships over time and um, yeah, finding people that you do like and you don't like, and just, you know, kind of because when yes. you, have, I guess, when you have time, you can say, ah, oh, you know, I didn't really like that guy. I can wait a year to find somebody else, um, or you know, wait, you know, like, hey, there's not much going on right now. But there's two guys I really love working with, but I can wait a period of time before you know, I'll have to do another project right now to make rent. You know, essentially. Yeah. Um, so it gives me, you know, it's a different perspective. I mean, some people go out at full force. Um, and, and just do everything under the sun and that's how they live. And that's, that's a great way too. I mean, you get, it's just a different approach, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's cool. Starting in like a independent way and getting to do it more of like a natural kind of 
progression way and then it became something bigger yeah that's awesome yeah well i did have another question but kind of jumping more towards final space um from other music not final space and in final space it seems like a decent amount of your stuff has synth or electronic sounds inspired in it um where do you draw inspiration from usually like is there certain key things that you grab for a given project um yeah usually it's you know i'm always watching different movies and shows and listening to music like everything um for the most part and you know just through the all the years of listening to everything i kind of have this library in my head so it's like somebody will send me like the most recent film was kind of like a little bit of a drama like type mystery type thing and so i just have all this stuff in my head and i was like hey that's kind of like that dark waters film that's kind of like a little bit like the martian you like i just kind of go through and i pull things and i go listen to soundtracks and go hey that rhythm's cool that bass line's neat or like that synth sound um and it kind of like once you pull you pull from like you know 10 different films or 10 different pieces of music and you pull little bits and then you have this whole new thing um yeah but and, and a lot of times, I mean, sometimes it is just something I just watched, you know, two days ago. And I'm like, wow, that was amazing. I want to do something like that. Um, I'm inspired. It's not necessarily <laughs> the most appropriate thing sometimes for project, you know, like, I mean, but I will try like to watch. Um, it's a great way if, if I get stumped, you know, I'm working on something like, a, you know, I'm working on Final Space and I get stumped. I go watch a sci-fi film or show and then see how they did things and go, oh, that's cool. Let me pull from that. Um hmm this is how they solve this issue here. Um, yeah. Work for this, you know, and then try that out. Um, so that's yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, from everything. Definitely, definitely light, definitely, definitely people. Um, but you know, as well as just trying to make a, a habit of being exposed to other people's work all the time. Um, cool. It just keeps you from getting, keeps me from getting stagnant at least. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, any information you can give us on the communication process of how, like, you know, what mood you want to start writing for or scoring for, for like a specific scene or an episode. Cause there's a lot of like the epic moments, dark moments in the Arachnitex episode. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, is there anything you can give us on how that gets from where they, they plan out that episode to where you start writing the score for the episode? Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it, this, it, you know, this next season could be different, but um they they always have temp music in the the episode when they send it to us um so a lot of times you're you're loosely basing what you're doing off of that like you can say like oh they want an action cue here they want big drums you know maybe you could say or you could say like oh they want piano here like kind of like really basic things um but i mean we do get direction from them like olin will say like it you know this is invictus is getting introduced so we need something um, really unique for him. Um, and the, the arachnid techs are really powerful and they're kind of mysterious, you know, they're not necessarily evil, but you're not sure about them. Right. Um, so it's like just kind of broad direction because I mean, I, I feel like maybe this is just coming from a, like a, a rock band type thing, but being a musician that just kind of reacts to stuff, which is a great method to approach stuff. It doesn't always work. Sometimes you get great stuff. Sometimes you don't. But if you have that chance to just see it for the first time and you can just start playing to it, like you don't know what's going to happen. Like you don't have a plan essentially. 
sometimes you will get something really amazing that's so like heartfelt because it's just a, your true reaction to yeah. feeling when you see it. Um, but it doesn't always, you know, it may work one out of 10, but you've kind of always got to try that method. And then when that fails, you go like, okay, how am I going to plan this out? You know, <laughs> and you're yeah. talking, then right. you're researching stuff, then you're listening to music. Um, then you're thinking about what the character said and getting really, you know, into it like that. And that's usually what ends up happening. But every now and then there's something where, you know, you just sit down and, and within, a couple minutes you've got something or you just watch it and you walk away and it starts in your head and you're like, Oh, that's it. You know? Yeah. I love that. But that doesn't often happen. <laughs> yeah. There's in like a mix of at least like internal emotional reaction you have, you try and write that out. And then if not, like you go and say, Oh, but also there's this thing maybe from like 2001 space odyssey that I want to yeah. like take something out of or something. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's, it's that's, that's a good example. It, you're not necessarily copying, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to copy the piano sound in this film. It's like, it's like, okay, I remember the scene from, you know, inception that made me feel a certain way. That's how I want this scene to feel. And you yeah. go in and you try to figure out what about that music makes you feel that way. You know, whether it's the sound or the chords or, or whatever it may be. Um, and then figure out how to get that into your music without, copying theirs at all you know <laughs> yeah more derived like what you got out of it rather than directly what it is yeah but it, it's like one of the things that's you know motion is so difficult to really and it can be so complex so like having something that you know you feel because of something that already exists it makes it easier to try to transplant it over you know yeah create that same feeling but with your tools or with your sounds um yeah it's that's a good way to put it. I like it. Um, next question. Was there any scene, or I guess it might not be one answer. There might be multiple. Um, out of the Arachnitex episode that you you think either worked really well or you were proud of how it just kind of meshed together in the end. Any key scenes that like pop out? Gotcha. Um, the one I liked from that one, I watched it, had to watch it again last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one I liked the most, I think, was the... Um, the the scene where they're describing the titans and kind of like the the story along with them um the arachnitics are describing the titans and it's showing them and it just has that amazing art of them um doing different things that was one that that i sat down and i don't exactly remember how it went but i remember that it came out pretty easy like i, I didn't have a, a hard time because i remember seeing those like images and going oh my god like these are so cool like i can't wait to like write this right and so i just sat down and essentially reacted and kind of came up with some of that you know initial core stuff um, yeah i just loved it too because it's a bit longer it's not it's not really as quite as choppy so i got to expand develop the piece a bit more yeah um in that scene yeah sure yeah there's a lot of uh I guess large scale uh scenes in this episode and uh oh yeah i think the the music did a really good job matching the the scale of how big things were and the the stakes that were happening because of course we lost we had everything with mooncake and you know finding out all this stuff about the titans like you said in that scene um so definitely the music matched the scale of the episode is what i what i really pulled out of it yeah, it was a grandiose scene or multiple scenes, but you also right. have this grandiose, like, draw you in kind of highs, lows, deep 
loud yeah, noises, you know, like make you make you focus in on that story and that mystery of like, you know, what's going on. That was really that was fun. That was when I, I really liked the queue. I was so glad they approved it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, you know, it was just like that was like the best world. It came out really easy. I liked it. They really liked it. And I was like, this is great. You know, like it is, a, you know, there's always like given easily you have to work, work on different things. But that was one that just worked. So it was it was amazing. Yeah. So. Hmm. I feel awesome. like I have a different question that I had. Um, oh, yeah. Is there does it ever get annoying? I guess maybe not. But does it ever get annoying when they they have different little key things that they want you to change or like last minute or anything like that? They're like, can you recut this? Can you re- like I mean, lengthen this? I mean, or? Technically, like it's just expected. Like you after doing it for a while, you just know that if you like something, like it, like that that scene, like I really like that song, and I was kind of like attached to it. And you try not to let that happen. You have to let it happen a little bit to write it, but you don't want to get too far into it in case they just decide or just then you know, they're just like, hey, this mood is not right for the scene. Understandable, you know. Like we're trying to yeah. communicate these emotions. Um, but you know, if it's like a song like that, and they're just like, hey, can you add a hit a here? You know, <laughs> can you can you move yeah. swoosh over? that's no big deal. You get to keep your whole vision of your song and you just have to do this one little detail that really in the end hardly even matters. Um, yeah. And it will you know, probably be more impactful really, if it's time to right? working with somebody else, you know, you're never going to have the exact same vision of something, you know, you're, you're trying to help them with their vision. It's not your, it's not my personal album, you know? Um, yeah. So it's, you know, like I wish that I could just write stuff and they would say, this is great. And that was it. Cause it would be less work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, there have been several times. I mean, that's one of the things of working with Olin for so many years is that, um, there, there had been tons of times I would write something and, and bring it to him. And then he would kind of, you know, make a bunch of, ask for a bunch of changes and things. And then it would end up coming out so much better than if I had just done it myself. Essentially it's kind of like, like people think of composers, I think sometimes it's just like one guy doing the thing, but really you're either working with other composers or you're working with the director or the producer or whatever. And it's very much like a rock band in that sense. You know, you, mm. you, and that's what I came from. You, you write something, you feel great about it. You bring it to the, the group and they add stuff to it or they say, Hey, maybe we can move this around here. And so I'm very much used to that process and understanding that, if I do something myself, it's going to sound completely different than if I work with Olin on something or with another director, whoever it may be. Right. Um, yeah. And so, and, and there's a, like I said, it's, it's a, it's a really cool thing because it's kind of born to just work by yourself. <laughs> like, I feel like, <laughs> yeah. like uh, you know, like I love, I love having somebody else just say, Hey, this is great. Or maybe you should just change this. You know, it helps, it helps me finish things. So, yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. if you just go on a store, to make something but then they're like hey but there's a little track that i have right here and then it kind of helps like re-guide you back onto that track or something yeah, yeah exactly yeah That's and cool. like, like little changes like hey move this swoosh can you take this drum hit out like it's not a big it's not a matter yeah it's two seconds cool. to do. it doesn't change your vision uh nobody's gonna go oh my gosh this song would have been perfect if it just had this drum here <laughs> like, <it's not laughs> if it just did boom a little bit quicker you, you feel like that like because you've worked so hard on it you know and you're like i put that there specifically because you know but it, it doesn't matter really in the end in a sense you know to yeah. per, as a personal thing you know maybe uh, as far as the show and how it's feeling overall yes it does matter but like 
um, you know, as far as like you writing and, and putting yourself into it, it, it doesn't change that. Yeah. It doesn't take the heart out of your writing or anything, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And I think that is going to do about do it for us. Um, thank you again so much, uh, Dustin for asking some really awesome questions and, uh, for Andrew for, for being here today and, uh, we'll see him back in another two episodes. So, uh, thank you guys both for, uh, for hopping on and talking to us today. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in and sitting down with Dustin and me as we chatted with Andrew. Make sure you hop on over to the Into Final Space Discord server to chat with us after you get this episode a listen. For more on the podcast, you can follow at Into Final Space on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow me at Gabriel W. Jones on Instagram and Twitter as well. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time on Into Final Space. Thanks, guys.